0: This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today.
1: Uh, Look, on the theory that you got things to do, uh, I'm ready to go whenever you want to go.
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good whenever.
1: All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Kyle Ruzda. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense.
0: And I'm Amy Scott, filling in today for Kimberly Adams. Thanks for joining us this Wednesday. It is uh, February 7th.
1: (laughs) It is indeed February (laughs) the 7th. And it being February the 7th, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do some news, then we're going to do some smiles, uh, and then we're going to get on about our merry way. Amy Scott, uh, you get to go first. What do you got?
0: Okay. um, Well, I saw this uh, this morning, I guess in Bloomberg, but it came from a blog post from the New York Fed, which looked at the growth in wealth since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And a pretty surprising headline, Younger Adults Far Outpaced Other Groups in Wealth Growth Since the Pandemic. Uh, And I just found this fascinating. The total wealth among people under 40, adults under 40, I should say, rose 80 percent since ni- since 2019, compared to just 10% hmm. for those of us between 40 and 54, and 30% for folks over 55. And economists say this is partly because of the stock market, gains in the stock market, financial assets contributed mm. most of the difference in growth. And I was surprised that young people are that invested in the stock market. But apparently, because this group has tends to have less income, they got more COVID-era relief. So they had more uh, savings to invest in stocks. Yeah. And the stock market did really well after 2019 uh, for several years. Um, of course, there's a downside to that risk that could reverse some of those gains. But I think... It's interesting, um, you know, in theory, it could help kind of close the gap in accumulated wealth as these young folks get older.
1: Yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, obviously buying property is the easiest way and most intergenerational way to build wealth, but the market is another way. And I do think it's interesting that younger people are in the market more now. And I think that's exactly right, right? They got all this money during the pandemic, all this money, relatively speaking. Um, right. That was, you know, it was like found money and they put it in the market and the market since, you know, the bottom in, in 2020 has been doing all right. And and it was, that was four bleeping years ago now. And so it's had time to grow.
0: Yeah.
1: I know. I know. know, Yeah. I I
0: mean, I should point out that folks under 40 still, at least as of 2019, held just 5% of total U.S. wealth, though they make up 37% of the population. But it, in theory, gives these folks uh, an extra boost, um, though I'm sure it's not widely uh, or evenly distributed. More to say about that another time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a whole different thing.
0: All right, how about you? Uh,
1: all right, so here's mine, and it's it's kind of related about wealth and banking and, you know, income in this country. So there's a bank in New York called the New York Community Bank, which is bringing back the specter of Silicon Valley Bank and some of the others that uh, ran into some trouble March a year ago, I guess it was, the regional banking I don't want to say crisis. I think I called it a situation. situation? I is called it a situation. It? <laughs> that is exactly what that is exactly what we called it. I'm glad you're here. Um, anyway, so that's it's it's another regional bank, not a small one, that is having some challenges. It says to be clear, the bank says uh, it has not had a run on deposits. It has not had very bad things happen, but it put out a disappointing earnings report. It says it's got plenty of capital, but. It only takes a momentary loss of confidence in a bank for very bad things to happen. So regional banks are again in the news. And I mention it because the secretary of the Treasury was on Capitol Hill earlier this week where she said regional banks are actually, and I think the the word she used was a worry or a uh, a point of stress in the system. Um, but she is confident that regulators can handle it. And to be clear, the regulators did handle it expeditiously and without too much pain for uh, the rest of the banking system back March a year ago. But it's not the regional banking is still not completely done. The big Wall Street banks are fine; they make bazillions of dollars. It's the layer down that is kind of challenged, and and we should all be aware of that. You know.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting. Isn't the reason or one of the reasons they're kind of in this trouble because they took the assets of Signature Bank after mm-hmm. it failed and that put them in this different higher regulatory right. category right. where they had to have more capital on hand. So it's, right. it's still it's sort of, sort of the aftermath of the, the res- rescue right. of, of the regional banking se- right. sector that is
1: doing this. Exactly. Exactly. And look, capital requirements. Banks are always like, no, no, no. We got plenty of cash. We don't need no capital requirements, which is to say the money that they have to keep in the bank in case things go south. <laughs> And then it turns out that having capital uh, reserves is, is really helpful and useful. So, you know, yeah. it's a push-pull. It's a push-pull. Uh, all right. Take Sherry. I believe it's your turn to push a button. There we go. I think it's a button. I don't even know what it is that he pushes. Uh, what do you got?
0: <laughs> uh, oh Well, Marissa Cabrera sent me this one. It is a photo. Of a polar bear sleeping on an iceberg. Have you seen this?
1: I have not till I clicked on this one. Oh link.
0: Kai, you gotta click. It's All right, so I'm cute. Hang
1: on so it seems like
0: a lot of photos oh of polar God, bears are really sad true. and yeah, depressing because cute. of climate change but this is just a this like fat little guy girl mm-hmm. I, I don't know the the gender of the <laughs> of the bear yeah. sleeping on an iceberg near svalbard which is this very cool archipelago uh, territory of norway way above the arctic circle and the photographer won the 2023 Wildlife Photographer of the Year People's Choice Award, which is hosted by London's Natural History Museum. It's a British amateur photographer named Nima Sarakani, uh, and it's just really sweet. So check it out.
1: You totally should. You totally should. And it's really, it's really cool because, as the photographer points out in the in the text accompanying this picture, most pictures of um, these kinds of things, climate change pictures, are are challenging. This one, she says, inspires hope, and it kind of does kind of does it does kind of neat it really does uh mine is uh a thing i didn't know existed until today which is competitive (laughs) jigsaw puzzling i just i'm not a jigsaw puzzler but my wife and and our daughter uh uh are competitive speed puzzling these people are doing five the people who win the championships are doing 500 piece puzzles puzzles rather in 37 minutes which is just? Wow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and and here's my thing. I always thought puzzles were a thing for like on vacations by the lake or whatever, or on pandemics. a wintry day in <laughs> Or pandemics, right? But but you know when you're inside, you got a lot of time, whatever, and you take your time and you do a couple of pieces as you pass by on the way to whatever. You know these people are sitting down and they're like practicing and drilling and and I it's I mean yay for them, but why?
0: That sounds stressful though, exactly. right? Isn't it supposed to be exactly. relaxing?
1: That's what I'm but saying. But, like,
0: if, if there's a thing that you can do, there's know, a competition, know, right? Of course we made this a competition. Of
1: course we did, because, of course. Anyway, uh, there we go. Quick and uh, quick and easy today. We're done today, back tomorrow. Uh, you know how to get a hold of us if you need to. Thoughts, questions, comments, criticisms, or uh, compliments. <laughs> uh, make me smart at marketplace.org, or leave us a voicemail 508, the letter U, the letter B, and then S-M-A-R-T.
0: Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Bergseeker. Ellen Rolfes writes our newsletter. Today's program was engineered by Jake Cherry. Talia Menchaca is our intern.
1: Ben Tallene and Daniel Ramirez compose our theme music. Our senior producer is Marissa Cabrera. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcasts. Francesca Levy is the executive director of Digital and On Demand. <laughs> Look, Nailed it. I, you know, I have to entertain myself somehow. That's all I'm saying.